This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, December 24th, Christmas Eve, and this is uh, an early-ish release of the Christmas Day Viking Saints game DFS and gambling preview. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, myself and RJ White. Uh, we also have our Best Bets podcast released on Friday morning, so make sure and check that out. Although, if you, uh, you know what, actually, it's probably too late at this point, but I was going to say you could tweet at Debo and say, release it now! We're traveling! Release it, damn it! Uh, but at this point, it's probably too late, so that won't happen. Either way, RJ, what's up, buddy? Uh, not much. How you doing? I'm doing good. You seem like you've uh, really settled into the holiday. Not much going on in your life, obviously. You're just the managing editor for SportsOnline.com and uh, the fantasy section of CBS site. At least, like, I mean, this is my understanding from Jamie Eisenberg's work schedule because he brags about it to Prisco all the time. Fantasy basically ends week 16, right? He says he just quits working until uh, until until the spring. So, you know. Yeah, we do have other offer other fantasy sports though. So there's fantasy baseball ramping up. There's fantasy. So you do all the sports? Yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought it was just football. That <laughs> sucks. Man, your job's so hard. You gotta do a lot of work. Do you have to do fantasy basketball? Yeah, fantasy basketball's already started. I mean, I don't I don't contribute anything to there because I don't follow basketball closely, but you know, it's all Chris is Chris Towers is still doing all the work right now, essentially. You know, we're we're still dealing with the transition, getting me off the NFL team, so I don't have to edit any more Will Brinson articles for the rest of my life because I've had enough of those. Um, but uh that that's coming soon. I mean, how many articles of mine have you edited? Probably I mean uh, like thousands. Which yeah, means that you've probably been annoyed by thousands of sentences that just ended midstream with, a, with no, with no punctuation or no closing thoughts. Anyway, let's, uh, we're going to keep this week short. So let's dive or we'll keep this podcast shorter. So let's dive in. Viking Saints, Saints minus seven over under 51. Um, Minnesota really screwed the pooch. They had a chance to get back into the playoff mix. Now it's Chicago who's doing that because the Vikings lost to the Bears. Do you think that we see a Vikings team that sort of, eh, Gives that old Christmas, we, we're a limited effort, or is this a team that can show up and compete against the Saints? Yeah, I think it's the former. I don't know why they would show up here uh, in a game. They're big underdogs. You know, why why give it their all? It's a short week. You know, they got just got bounced out of the playoff race, like you said. Um, and the New Orleans defense has been gashed by the run the last two weeks. They still rank second in yards per rush, and this is a very different rush off and the defense. This is, uh, you know, stop Dalvin Cook. This isn't stop Jalen Hurts. This isn't, uh, you know, a... Uh, uh, you have to play Patrick Mahomes, you know, to, to not carve you up. So you just give them anything they want on the ground. This is a different team. So I think they can handle the run there. The New Orleans offense struggled last week, but it's an easier test here if Eric Kendricks is still out and he's been missing practice. And that New Orleans defense at, at its best doesn't let teams through the back door. You know, they, they win games 26 to 7, 31 to 10, you know, and they're not going to just 
ease off and let you come back in the game. So I think we can get New Orleans minus seven to cover here. I do love putting them in a teaser. If you have a team that you like later in the weekend, um, you know, tease them with, uh, but I think they'll cover the seven either way. Um, yeah, I tend to lean towards New Orleans as well. I mean, I think the, my, my one concern is, is that we've seen a lot of, you know, obviously dogs are having a very good year. We're just coming off two weeks where we saw the Jets and the Bengals both win. Um, and so like underdogs have been performing very well and this is a, a big number, but I, I think what we saw from New Orleans in the second, like Drew Brees got a lot better in the second. I mean, not a lot better, but he was, he was playing much better than he did that first drive when he was over six and the, the first four drives. In fact, the Saints didn't get a single first down, which is the first time since like 2008 or something insane. I, I think that there'll be, it felt like he got a little more in rhythm or a little more used to th- throwing with whatever, you know, flak jacket he was wearing. So you would anticipate that against a, a very questionable secondary and a very, you know, a defense that's improved, but as you point out with no Eric Kendricks, not that elite, not certainly not elite, that he should be able to move the ball enough to allow the defense to do the legwork, especially in the second half. Yeah, the one thing I worry about is Justin Jefferson just taking over against his coverage and, uh, you know, having a huge game. And that might get you through the back door if you like Minnesota here. But I, you know, you mentioned the Bengals and Jets. Bengals are playing their hated rivals and, you know, in, in effectively their Super Bowl. Jets are trying to avoid the stink of 0 and 16. They're going all out for, for a win in that game. This isn't the same. This is the exact opposite. My Vikings eliminated from the race. Their motivation can be in question here. Um, you know, just trying to finish out the year and, uh, you know, get to the offseason because uh, it didn't go your way. Do you think that Kirk Cousins, who is a, by all accounts, a very religious man, um, do you think he finds it offensive that he's playing on Christmas or do you think he finds it inspirational? I don't know that he has a uh, opinion either way. It's hard to jump into somebody's mindset like that, but work is work. They pay him a ton of money. So I'm sure he, he, he justifies it in a way of this is my job. This is what you got to do. Hey, you know what? Maybe just pretends like he's a carpenter or something like that. Got to go to the shed, put in work. Um, I do worry a little bit that like, actually, no, this technically counts as a primetime game, right? 4.30 on Christmas, a standalone game, and we get to fade Kirk Cousins against one of the top-tier defenses in the NFL? I don't think Justin Jefferson can win the game single-handedly. So, yeah, I mean, I think I, I think I lean towards the uh, the Saints as well. The total, my one concern with the total would be, because I think I lean under here, but my concern would be that a lot of times with the Vikings, you can see them get involved in shootouts when – there shouldn't be a shootout happening. You know, you think these are going to be two teams that want to run the ball and, and, you know, kind of grind it out. The Saints probably don't want to expose Drew Brees to too many hits. And yet just because of how the, the Vikings play, allowing, you know, big plays to occur, they tend to kind of come back and, and be this team that's throwing a bunch in the second half and actually open up the offense. So that would be my, my one hesitation on taking the under here. It would lean to the under, uh, you know, it was 51 and a half yesterday and, uh, and it's down to 51 now. I think it might take it down a little bit more. I trust the New Orleans defense a lot more than the New Orleans offense right now based on last week. Um, the only New Orleans game that's gone over 51 and a half since week five is the Chiefs game, you know, so wow. they, they've been 51 or under every other sense. So, um, so I think you're pretty good there leaning to the under. Vikings aren't the Chiefs on offense, obviously. So counting on that New Orleans D to have a good game and keep this one under, I think is pretty, pretty safe. Okay, so we like uh, we both like the Saints and we both like the under. By the way, RJ scorching hot over at Sportsline.com. You've been you've been heat checking uh, tweets directed towards uh, Pete Prisco, uh, pointing out that you're doing really well in your podcast best bets. And I know you had Cincinnati against the spread on uh, on Sportsline.com. Go to Sportsline.com backslash join in our promo code white. 
W-H-I-T-E, and you will get your first month for $1. You'll get RJ's uh, best bets. You will also get access to our DFS uh, information from Mike McClure, plenty of other content from myriad experts, as well as a, even a lineup optimizer. There are tons of great content behind the Sportsline login. So go do that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll do player props and DFS. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so I got absolutely torched by the Saints against the Chiefs somehow because Drew Brees can't throw, and Sean Payton decided to change the plan that was working before Brees got hurt uh, with no Michael Thomas. They didn't throw the ball to Alvin Kamara. He had like four catches. How did he not have seven? I had the over six and a half receptions for trace units, and it burnt me badly on Sunday. Uh, I will be going back to the well, though this week against the Vikings and I will be ta- targeting Alvin Kamara over receptions at William Hill, five and a half minus minus one forty-five. That is a lot of juice, obviously, but I think that we'll see them a little more in sync. I think breeze will be throwing a little bit earlier or be he'll, he'll accurately complete passes earlier in the, in the, uh, in the game than he did against the chiefs. And I expect Alvin Kamara to topple six receptions thoughts. Yeah, it could be a good bet. I think the chiefs probably just focused on Kamara last week last week saying we're not going to let this guy beat us with Thomas out and with Breeze back we know he's probably not you know going to be effective downfield so we'll just take away Kamara as much as we can in the passing game and we think we can win and they were right so uh maybe Vikings try that again I don't know how easy it's going to be with Kendricks out but um you know we'll see maybe uh, Breeze can do more downfield and that has to you know stretch the defense a little and and opens things up for Kamara so That'll depend on that. Um, I like, uh, Emmanuel Sanders over 61 and a half receiving yards. Um, you got 76 on just five targets last week. With Michael Thomas out. He had a big pair of big days against mediocre pass defenses when Thomas was out earlier in the season, including six catches on nine targets for 93 yards against Detroit, 12 catches of 14 targets for 122 yards against the Chargers. Minnesota's closer to those type of defenses at cornerback than those teams that he struggled against when Thomas was out of the Rams and the Packers. Those are tougher teams to, to solve. So I like him going over. If you can find Trey Smith going over, you know, if He's okay. I think he missed some practice. So if he's active, I think he'll go over. But my favorite prop of the week mm. is a uh, Will Lutz over one and a half made field goals. It was plus 100 when I looked um, because he hasn't been kicking field goals lately. He's been, he's been, I think, one made field goal in the last three weeks. Um, but he made multiple field goals in six of his first nine games before the breeze injury. He hasn't done it, you know, like since that injury, like I said. Uh, Minnesota's allowed the second most field goals and ranks fourth on defense and red zone success rate. So teams are getting to the red zone and they're kicking field goals because Minnesota so is able to keep them out and kickers have had multiple field goal attempts in 14, 11 of 14 games against Minnesota this season. So I do expect New Orleans to play ahead from ahead in this game. They'll be happy taking field goals in the second half when, uh, you know, they're just trying to add points on the scoreboard and get out with the win. So I think let's, you know, not a lock for two because you never know what's going to happen, but a pretty good value at, at this point. Um, I like it. I will also take the over on Adam Thielen receptions. At four and a half at William Hill, you're getting plus money right now. I know typically it's, it's kind of smart to f- uh, follow the juice in some of these situations, but I would anticipate that, um, that Thielen can get there, especially if we, 
expect a game flow that features the Saints with the lead, kicking field goals in the second half. Drew, I mean, excuse me, Kirk Cousins will be throwing. I mean, he's going to, you know, I think he's going to throw some just because they'll probably be trailing. Uh, and in that case, I think he'd get to that four and a half with Thielen. And it's the sort of bet where, um, you know, because you're taking the over on Thielen receptions, if we see Marshawn Lattimore sort of shift over to Justin Jefferson more, which I think is possible, plausible. And even if he's on Thielen, I still think we can get there. Uh, plus, you know, you have the opportunity with, even with the, uh, with the Vikings with the lead, you know, the Saints chasing points. If, if that sort of game flow comes out, you can still get there because they're going to get that lead somehow. I don't think it'll strictly be, uh, through. Dalvin Cook, who, by the way, um, oh, actually, Justin Jefferson over four and a half receptions is minus one forty. Any thoughts on those receivers? I like Jefferson more than Thielen. I would play Jefferson props over if you're looking to go over. Um, so four and a half seems like a low number to me. I would hit that. How come you like um, uh, Jefferson more than Thielen? I just think he has more explosive potential and, and against this man defense, I think he can get behind the defense and, you know, hit a big play. So if you're getting like over or whatever the yardage number is, I didn't look it up. You know, you can maybe hit that in two plays and, and because he's hitting some big plays downfield, uh, you might not even 64 need and a half. Over. You might not even need the five receptions there. You might get it in two. So, um, I, I just think that there's the potential for him to go big. You know, I was looking at, we're talking about DFS in a second. I, I had a choice of either. I had enough for either of the top Vikings receivers and I ended up going with Jefferson just because I think that that high ceiling is there for him, that it's not there for Thielen. Okay. Justin Jefferson, uh, longest reception, longest reception, 24 and a half. Another, okay. another good one. That's probably my favorite one of the three Jefferson ones. Okay. So there you go. That's all. That's minus 110 for the over at William Hill. So some decent juice, uh, there at the moment. I kind of like all those too. Maybe I'll take, uh, obviously you're going to be taking Justin Jefferson in DFS, as you mentioned. Let's get to that as we bring up, I bring up the NFL showdown. Obviously you can only do the showdown on Friday. Although I would guess that there's a, just if people are interested, we're not going to do it, but I mean, I'm just, just looking. I'm guessing they'll do a Friday, Saturday slate, right? Doesn't that make sense? Maybe if, if there is, I don't think it was like clear on the site. I think the, the, Things at the top of the list were all this, the showdown for Friday. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you can either do Saturday, you can do a Friday, Friday through Monday slate, which they do sometimes, but you cannot do, uh, you can only do a full Saturday slate. We'll mention that on our DFS podcast with Frank Stample, which you can check out in the feed as well. Let's get to the showdown though for this, uh, for the purposes here. Kind of feel like you got to go with, um, Dalvin Cook or, uh, Alvin Kamara, right? I think I like Kamara. I like um, that people are going to be off him because he didn't get that much passing work, you know, what you were lamenting last week. Um, so this might be a time where you can circle back and get him now and there'll be less people on him. I think he's still going to be a reliable option. He's going to get more passing work in this game. And I do think New Orleans is going to be ahead. So uh, that would be my option. My sleeper option is the Saints defense. He's likely deflated after that knockout loss. I think New Orleans needing this, still eyeing the number one seed, um, coming off a loss. They, they might come in and have a big game here and just, you know, batter Kirk Cousins. So, um, that's a sleeper play. I don't think a lot of people will play. A lot of people will see these teams and think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, so you can get in there with 6,300 and then construct your lineup pretty easily from there. Yeah. You go Saints. Um, you can do anything you want, basically, right? If you do Saints, uh, Saints DST as your, as your captain, you can end up coming back with, Breeze, Jefferson, Thielen, Emmanuel Sanders, and Latavius Murray, which is not a terrible setup. Although I guess if you have just Justin, if you have Jefferson and Thielen, you probably want to have Kirk Cousins. Although I don't know. Like if you go, if you go Saints defense as your captain, 
you kind of tend to need to go with uh, mostly Saints players, right? Yeah, so I, I go with Saints defense. Like I have a lineup of Saints defense as the captain. Get Kamara, Breeze, and Sanders in there. And then my other two, you pick one of the Vikings receivers. I was talking about that choice, and I went with Jefferson. And then fill it out with Will Lutz at 3,800. You know, I definitely think he's kicking multiple field goals. I think he could have a big game here. He'd get you to 10 points. Then that's a nice little baseline from your cheapest player there. That's a pretty good option. I actually think, too, if you go with – I mean, I would just suggest humbly this, that if you go with the Saints defense as your captain – it would behoove you to have Latavius Murray as well, because I think a Saints defensive script, a defense, a, a script of the Saints defense is the top captain choice, probably involves Latavius Murray pounding the ball. And in fact, I would even say that uh, Latavius Murray may be a sleeper captain as well. We've seen him win a showdown slate, I believe, because he, or no, he didn't win a showdown slate, but he is uh, against the Eagles. They pounded, or no, against the Broncos, excuse me. They fed Latavius Murray, and it's a situation where even though they'll want to get Kamara involved, if they have a lead, let's say they're up 21 to twenty-one to 6 or something like that in the second half, they'll be feeding Latavius Murray in the second half. So I don't hate Latavius Murray as a captain either. Um, yeah, if you take but, that lineup I mentioned and sub out Murray for Kamara, you're leaving so much money on the table that you got to think that nobody's going to really have that lineup. So you might have yeah. a chance to get a unique play and hit a hit a big GPP payout. Or you could even you could even if you wanted to sub out, take out Sanders, and put in Murray. You're leaving forty three hundred on the table, and that way you have the, your bases covered in the running game. If you know, so you like Kamara better than Sanders, right? Uh, yeah. Um, if if you're taking. There Sanders out though, you know, I don't know that I want Breeze in the lineup then because you got two running backs and a defense and a kicker. So at that point, you know, why is Breeze in the lineup? Maybe just take Breeze out anyway. Saints defense, Jefferson, Thielen, Sanders, Murray, and Kamara. It could work. Okay. Well, that's my lineup. That's going to be one. That's going to win me a million dollars. Anybody, uh, anybody you like from a sleeper perspective at the, is there anybody you have, like, no Dalvin Cook is kind of risky. But I guess there's a game flow where he just doesn't have a huge week. They they feed him no matter what, though. You know, that's the problem. They do, but now they're out of the playoffs. So do that. Are they going to do that and risk his health? You know, for for next year. You know, I, if I was them, and I, you know, nobody's going to ever hire me to coach a football team. But why are you going to give him 25 plus carries and, and so much work when you could save some wear and tear on his body at the end of a long season when you've been overworking him so much when it's not going to benefit you? It's just the difference between winning six games and eight games. You know. That's actually a great call. I wonder what, uh, by the way, while we're just to point up, uh, Dalvin Cook rushing yards. Wow. Do you know what, do you see what his prop is for his rushing yards? No, I think I checked it uh, last night and it was in the 81 range. Somewhere 82 and a half. That's the lowest it's been in a month plus. That yeah. is low. I think they might see that, that they could ease off him a bit since they're out of the playoffs now. You can also take the under rushing attempts at 20 and a half. I think that might be a good call too. I could see, cause we saw it early on in the year and they did this with Stefanski last season where they'd get him to 15 to 19 carries and call it a day. Uh, Madison is out, but I think Mike Boone is, my, Madison is questionable. Excuse me. Um, didn't participate in Tuesday due to a concussion and that appendectomy. Um, I guess he got knocked around last week. Uh, certainly we can see Amir Abdullah and Mike Boone though. Would those guys qualify as sleepers for you, uh, at a flex position or are you looking somewhere else? Yeah, I think you can throw one of them in there. Maybe Abdullah thinking that the passing might, he might need a lot more dump offs. Um, if they're down and Cousin has to throw a lot. So maybe Abdullah is like the guy that you throw in that nobody has that all of a sudden has eight catches for, you know, 40 yards and, and helps you out there. Yeah, we saw him uh, in the week before they played Chicago. He didn't do anything in Chicago, but he had uh, 
three catches and five carries against Tampa Bay and Jacksonville combined. So he has been involved and he had a touchdown earlier in the year, like a long is it a return touchdown or a long rushing touchdown. That I mean, he's at least quasi explosive and could be involved in the passing game. Uh, Adam Troutman would pique my interest, but he, he has five, six catches the last four weeks. Uh, but he would need to catch a touchdown. I think there's not a ton of value down at the bottom. I suppose the Vikings defense isn't the worst thing in the world to play either at 2,800. I mean, Breeze looked terrible and maybe he throws a pick or two and they knock him around. He fumbles. Who knows? Yeah. They just aren't playing well with Kendricks off the field. So I don't trust them at all. I wouldn't need like a hero game from, you know, the, the, the safeties in that game because they don't get a lot of pressure either. They traded away their, 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 uh, their pass rushers and Daniel Hunter hasn't played and, I just don't know who's getting sacks, who's getting turnovers for them. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right. That's, uh, that'll do it. I'm trying to find how much. All right. Taysom Hill's 6,000. That's too much for him, right? Right. Yeah. Right. It feels like 800 bucks. We might consider it, but not 6,000. Uh, Sean Payton, don't play Taysom Hill. Just either start him at quarterback or go with Drew Brees. Easy enough. Uh, that's it for the Christmas day DFS gambling podcast. RJ, Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas. All right. See you guys later.